Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to the Retire with Confidence podcast. My name is Nick Hopwood. I'm Jim Pilot. Preston Gee. Preston is joining the podcast today. He's one of our social security experts. So today's topic is the social security analyzer. And before we get into that, though, I want to share that I just finished my second move within one year. Okay, I promised. I did that in 2008, 2009, moved twice in a year. And I promised myself I'd never do that again. And I lied. I did it again. We just got into our new place in downtown Plymouth. So we are all in on Plymouth. Got the office here and that we moved here in 2014. And now our residence in 2022. So all in on Plymouth. So if you want to do a happy hour in downtown Plymouth, I can walk, walk up to happy hour. So was it better the second time around, moving twice in a year, or was it just as bad as the first time? Uh, the first time was so bad. So I don't know, man. I <laughs> it was it's. I don't think it was as bad. Okay. So maybe we have less less stuff, which I don't know how that's possible. But but you know maybe we're just a little older and a little wiser and uh, approach it a little a little better. Maybe that's the answer. Yeah. So, Preston, uh, you have a lot of moving ahead of you, that's for sure, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into Social Security. I think you should definitely consider watching this podcast um, on YouTube because this is going to be a visual. In fact, I'm going to share the screen now. You uh, will we'll talk you through it, but I do think it would be much better. Uh, better if you're uh, watching it on YouTube for the visual. So what we've got here is a tool, a new tool for us, which helps us illustrate the consequences of when you take Social Security. Uh, and we're going to go through a, a test case, Mark and Mary married. Uh, it's a husband and wife. They're married, obviously. And we've got um, the normal retirement age we call it the PIA the primary insurance amount for Mark at 2345 a month and Mary at 982 a month so Jim oh and and Mark's about a year and a half older okay so looking right at that wh what are you thinking out of the gate um well I mean I think the first thing you notice is that Mark's got a much bigger value. So we need to try to figure out how to make sure we collect as much off of that as we can. Um, I think it's, it's also worth noting in the illustration that we have Mark's lifespan is set to 82 years old, whereas Mary's is 92. So we're having a, a variable there in how long they live, which uh, makes a big impact. I had, I had the video, the, the zoom window covering that. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. So usually, uh, you know, and we can choose any age we want, right? So Preston, what's, what's the average life expectancy these days? I think it's about 85 or so. 
Yeah, so we can change it to 85 for both or, or play with the numbers. But what's interesting here is it, this illustrates how valuable Social Security is. For Mark and Mary, the cumulative benefits are over $1.3 million mm-hmm. with the assumptions that we've made here today. Over 5000 a month, nearly 5500 a month with, with our primary plan. So, you know... People think of Social Security as a monthly amount, $2,300 a month. Well, it turns out it's worth, you know, a lot of money over over your entire life. So one thing uh, that we also want to be aware of is how much we would collect based on how, how long we live. And that's one of the unknowns. I always say, if you tell me when you're going to die, I can tell you when to elect Social Security. Mm-hmm. But look at this. Um, if if it's age 82 versus age 72 or 92 I mean Jim we're talking about over a million dollars yeah yeah I I think you kind of hit on it earlier but you're right when you just look at it as a monthly amount or even thinking of it as just the difference in it right like well if I collect at 65 instead of 67 right it's only 200 bucks a month or something like that right but what this is illustrating is that I mean, most people have a long life of collecting social security, right? They live well, you know, into their eighties, which, I mean, you're looking at 20 years or so worth of social security benefit. It, the numbers really do add up. And I, I, uh, more and more so think of social security as, as a hedge for longevity risk. So if you do live a long, long time, right, you're going to get a lot more money out of social security, um, and, and so that can go into your decision of taking it early or delaying. So this, all of these numbers here are based on what we call our primary strategy. And so our step-by-step strategy is down here. Mary would begin benefits based on her own earnings record for 1,058 in, in 2028 at age 67, okay? So at age 67 is, is her normal retirement age. And she's going to elect on her own record. Mark begins uh, on his own record at age 70. So he's going to delay as long as possible. It's also worth noting that there's no incentive to wait beyond age 70. Mm-hmm. Now, at Mary switches from her own record. See how it says her earnings record to spousal benefits. And she would step up from 1058 to 1321. And she does that at 68 and a half. So really, she's only taking her own benefits for a year and a half, and then she upgrades to Mark. Now, the reason why she has to wait until 68 and a half is because she can't collect on Mark's earnings record until Mark begins collecting as well. So April 2030 for Mark, April 2030 is when she switches over. So this is not the scenario that gives you the absolute most cumulative benefit. It's the strategy that seems to be optimized based on our life expectancy of what we think can be optimal. Okay. So the thing I like about this is that as using this as an example, is it, it it illustrates that Mark is going to delay as long as possible. So then, so he gets his max, but also Mary in, when Mark dies, so in 2042, Mary's going to switch over to Mark's benefits. 
So by having Mark delay as long as possible, not only is he getting the largest monthly benefit, but he's protecting Mary as well. Jim. Yeah, that's funny. I was going to use that exact word. He's really protecting her by doing it that way, right? And, and letting his benefit grow to be as much as he can. The other thing that I think is worth noting on that is, um, you know, the I mean, it's highlighting a strategy in itself right there where that, that a lot of people I think overlook and that even maybe, maybe a married couple knows that the spousal benefit will be bigger than their own, uh, you know, earnings record itself, but they don't claim on their per personal record and allow until they can collect on the spouses. So that in itself right here is a nice little strategy where you can start collecting on one person's benefit and then jumping to a higher benefit at a later time. Uh, let me illustrate one more point here. So remember this number here is about 2.1 million if they follow the primary strategy and live to age 92. Well, what if, um, you know, Mark is 62, he's 62 right now. Okay. And he says, I just can't wait any longer. I need to take it now. So they both take it early. That number drops, the, this cumulative number drops to 1.55 from what was it? 2.3 down mm -hmm. to 1.55 if they both live. And this number was 1.3 and it's now 1.0. So taking it early uh, certainly can have consequences. Let's switch over to this analyze tab. I like this one because it's going to show you uh, right now uh, in, in today's days, in, in the early years, there's no benefits. And mm -hmm. if you follow the primary strategy, now you start here at age 68, 69 and 70. And then by age 71, you have two, you have both people with full years and that's around 56,000. And then that increases with inflation at 1.5%. So it's the slow ramp up here, right? It's good to illustrate. And then here, when Mark passes away, now Mary loses her own social security and steps up to Mark. And then also it continues increasing at 1.5% until she passes away. So I like looking at that on the uh, on the analyze tab. Okay, now on this compare tab, what's interesting is we can compare the primary strategy or what I like to think of as the optimized strategy to taking it early. So if our normal life expectancy is 82 versus 92, and the green is our primary optimized strategy and the red is taking it early, you can see there's the 1.3 to the 1.0 if you live to 82. And if you live to 92, here it's 2.1 to 1.55. So that's pretty interesting. And then we have this break-even point. So this chart, you know, if you're looking at Social Security with blinders on, you're always thinking, well, what's my break-even age? There's a lot more that goes into it. But Preston, walk us through this chart here with the red, the red line being taking it early over here at 62 and the green line sh showing the primary optimized where we're having uh, some delay. Right, so the red line, like you mentioned, that's when you take the social security early. So what that line is showing is your cum cumulative benefit that you've been receiving throughout the years. 
and you can see it steadily increases. The green line, however, is if you delay. So you can see in the early years it's flat and that you're not receiving any income, of course. And then it begins increasing steadily as well, but its slope is much faster than the red line because you've delayed and you're receiving a higher number now. And then as you can see, the break-even number there is about age 79. And after that point, it's better to take the delayed amount. And we can see the same thing, Jim, in this grid where at 62 under the green primary optimized strategy, we're taking no income. And in the red, we start taking income right away. Right. Yeah. And I think if you go to the last column too, the difference column, it's interesting to see that in the early strategy, how much you could have collected, right? Before you even got one dime by delaying. And you think, you know, 157,000 and collected before I even take anything, I'd be crazy to pass that up, right? We get a lot of people that talk like that and say, I got to collect it now while it's there. But it's it, it just, when you see the numbers on paper, yeah, you know, you dig a little bit of hole, you dig a hole, right? Even a couple of years beyond that until you start collecting both social securities. And then you see, you, you start making up that ground pretty quick. Um, and if there's a reasonable chance for longevity, in the family, it really makes a strong case to uh, to take that delay. Let's go to the strategy list here. So primary is what we've been working with, mostly comparing to early. It's a fairly simple comparison. But other strategies would be uh, waiting to full retirement age for each or delaying all the way for each. So you can see uh, there are detailed uh, steps based on which strategy we're looking at taking. And we can say right here in this grid, how much we would receive if we don't live very long, if we have normal life expectancy or or long life expectancy. And so uh, I like this because it maps it out and you can kind of say, okay, I'm going to take it this age. She's going to take it that age. She's going to switch to my earnings record and uh, everything's here on one page. We can also take it one step further and say, well, what if my goal is, you know, total cumulative benefits? What if my goal is to protect my spouse? What if my goal is to maximize mine or maximize hers? So some of them are fairly straightforward. Um, you know, I want to see the total cumulative benefits and survivor benefits. That's something that I'm interested in looking at for each client before we make our recommendation. And so, you know, one other point, you know, Jim, what if um, Mr. Mr. Mark here, he says, you know, I really like this optimized strategy, but I just don't know if I can make it to 70. You know, I have portfolio that I can rely on and draw down, but I might not be able to make it to 70. How would it look if I made it till say age 68 and a half? Yeah, I think it's valuable to, to be able to do those different kinds of scenarios. And we do have the ability through the program to, to do almost like with through our e-money plan, right? What if scenarios, right? We can maybe design some what if scenarios through this, uh, the social security analyzer program where we can to model out, what does it look like if we, we, we wait, not all the way till 70, but we wait a little bit past our full retirement age. You know, how does the break even analysis look on that? Um, you know, because I think that's one of the bigger things to consider when taking is just because you're eligible doesn't mean you should take it, right? And if you're in a good position cash flow wise, Maybe it makes it a lot easier to, to continue to delay and come up with that optimum strategy. Absolutely. Hey, you know, tying it all together, guys, I think this little image here that 
that we have on the screen really sums it up with pensions, 401k, IRA, savings accounts, brokerage, whatever. If, we, if we're thinking about those portfolios, those assets, and how to meet our living needs, meet our expense needs in retirement, right? We wanna have social security optimization kind of married to our withdrawal optimization. So we talk a lot with people about um, what tax bracket you'll be in, in, in retirement and Roth conversions and taxation of social security and getting that 12% tax bracket and such like that. But this, this image, this graphic kind of sums all that up into get more. Okay. So Jim kind of tying it all together here to get more. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you really just can't look at social security on its own, right? Because we need to take into account, you know, like the picture showing us, what, what do we have in, do we have pensions? What are they? Do we have 401ks, IRAs, personal savings that we can live on? Does that help us delay, you know, social security so that we can really make sure that we're optimizing the withdrawals. So we, we really want to tie it all together to show what it all looks like. Um, big picture. Well said. We want to, you know, ultimately see if living on this, allowing social security to be worth more and guaranteed that, that guaranteed roll up to help us get more. So uh, I think this is a great image we wanted to share. One more reason to follow the podcast on YouTube. So uh, we kind of went through a simple case with Mark and Mary. They're both married and, and both living. But what about people who are single? What about people who are divorced? What about widows and widowers? Mm -hmm. The beautiful thing is with this tool, it can help us recommend the, uh, the optimized strategy for people in all of those different scenarios. So one of the things that I, I find very troubling is that we will talk with people who are widowed or widowers, and they don't understand that they can take it as early as 60. And they don't understand that they have the optionality of take of taking one and letting the other roll up mm -hmm. until age 70, which can be a massive amount of extra income over those 10 years between 60 and 70, and then getting the max at 70. So we can illustrate how that looks. Um, and for those of you who are considering taking social security in the next couple of years, this can really help, uh, help you help educate you and help you understand what the consequences of waiting are or of taking it early looks like. And so, if you're a client of ours and you'd like this done for you, please call us and let's get it done. Uh, as you come into the office, we'll have this for you by default, but if you wanna see it right away, give us a call. If you are looking for an advisor or looking for a second opinion and social security is one of your questions, we'd love to speak with you and you can visit us at peakwm.com where you can schedule online. I think that'll do it guys. Thank you for yep. another successful podcast edition. Bye. Take care. You've been listening to certified financial planner, Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary, Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.